Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Go to sss.gov and register today. WVEI-FM and WVEI-HD1, Westerly, Providence. Your home for the Red Sox, the Bruins, and the best sports talk. Southern New England Sports Original, 103.7 WEEI. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Now, it's time for Mark and Kitchen. Call the show at 401-737-1287. Southern New England Sports Original, 1037 WEI. All right, welcome into the Martin Kitchen Show. Mark Dondero, Bang Kitchen with you here. Kitch, good morning. How are you? I am doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. How was your holiday? Tell me, tell me the highlight of it. Um, the highlights, you know, obviously watching, watching your kids open presents. It's so much fun to just watch the joy on their face. And then, then the greed sets in more presents, more. No, that's enough. The, uh, so funny enough, my, maybe the, the, the most successful present we got for our kids, Mario tennis 64. They, uh, there you go. I bought like a cheap game because they have that 64 system out. So I bought a cheap game for my son to give to my daughter as like a a little gift from the first grader. And it's the, I think they've been playing with that um, more than anybody, more than anything else. The low light, we got our son a drone, like this little cheap drone, not an expensive drone, but some drone that he can fly around, right? He takes it outside. He has one flight with it. Then his sister wants to turn, and somehow they fly it into oblivion and lose it 15 yeah. minutes after we got it, after he opened it. So, yeah, bad, bad, So, bad. you made a mistake. If you're going to get someone a drone, you have to get them, like, an Apple AirTag to go with it and just hook that sucker up to the drone so that this scenario doesn't happen. No, I, I That's just that. a life lesson. Just a life I, I lesson. Grounded, I, I, I came in. I was so pissed. I grounded them both, and I was just like – you're both grounded for being stupid because that was just inexcusable. You can't lose the thing. I said to him, when you saw it flying away, why weren't you following it? It's not like it's moving that fast. Just follow the thing. <laughs> it wasn't big. It's ridiculous. Well, I guess your son's never going to be a uh, defensive back in the NFL. He doesn't have good ball skills. Can't track him deep. He couldn't track that thing, for, that's for sure. And I know my daughter was involved, too, and then we were litigating how much. Who was at fault? It was a disaster. Um, and it actually made for a pretty uh, fiery Christmas morning, which I, which I wasn't trying to have. But anyway, um, a lot to get to. A lot of things happening this week. Comments by Bill Belichick, Patriots, Bills this weekend. Um, but what I want to do, Kitch, is start with the Celtics, if we can. Yeah, because what it. I would like to do is, based on what we've seen the last two nights, um, get your takeaway or any major takeaways you have on the Boston Celtics based on what you saw the last two nights. Um, you know, damn near 
complete and utter disaster against the Pistons Thursday night. Uh, the worst team in the NBA, the worst team in a long time in the NBA. And they were controlling that game. Yes, you were missing Jalen Brown, but you had everyone else. So what the hell was going on in that game? Um, that was incredibly frustrating. And then last night, you're taking on a Raptors team who's not as bad as the Pistons, but are not good. You get out to a huge lead playing with, you know, most of your second unit out there because Tatum's not playing, Porzingis isn't playing, Horford's not playing. So you're starting with Hauser and Cornette. You get off to this huge lead. Uh, it was it 35 to 20 after the first? Jalen Brown is just killing it in the first period, first quarter. And then somehow in the fourth quarter, you allowed them, the Raptors, to go on an 18 to 3 run. And you need to be bailed out by Derek White in the last three minutes of the game. Yes, you got wins, but those are two of the most pathetic wins I have seen in a long time. So I'm actually not going to be as, I don't want to say critical. It's not like you're being critical, but you're, you're sort of um, grading them harshly. And I think, you know, they did some things that, I, I don't want to say they were good things, but they were things that taught me a, f- a few different lessons over the course of the last two days. Number one, and, and the thing I want to talk to you about, do we need to seriously reevaluate um, exactly how good Derek White is? I mean, Oh, we can talk about it. I've talked guy? about it on this show for the last couple of weeks, saying it, it he might be the second best player on the team. Ben, I think he's better it, than Jalen Brown. Saying, I've been saying it for a long time. I, I think he's better than Jalen Brown. What did we At talk about right last now, week? Now. Mark, what did we talk about last week? No, you're we right. were talking about Jason Tatum is clearly the best player on the team. Right now, the impact that Porzingis has when he's out there tells me he's the second best player on the team. This is what we were saying last week. And I can make the argument that Derek White is your third best player and Jalen Brown's your fourth. But considering the consistency of Derek White as opposed to Porzingis, who I'm fine with them dealing with kid gloves right now in terms of injury stuff. I'm fine with that. Derek White's always out there. He's always reliable for you. He came through in the clutch two nights in a row. Granted, it was against bad teams. Derek White's your second best player. He brings everything together. I know you're a basketball head. Um, you know, and nothing against your basketball knowledge, and I'm going to ask you this question, but I love to ask a guy, you know, Scal or a true basketball NBA analyst, yeah, but I want your take. What is it that Derek White doesn't do well? Like, where is holes? What are his weaknesses? Because from what I'm seeing, the guy can make shots. He performs in the clutch. He's always out there. He can handle the ball. He can take it to the rim. He defends. He has length. He's not the biggest guy, but he's got some length. He almost plays bigger than his height. What does he do poorly? I don't know. I mean, he does everything pretty well. He's not a special He's not great at anything. Okay. But he he's the type of he's a Swiss army knife. He can do everything fairly well for you. He's a good three-point shooter. He's at 41 40 41% three-point shooting this year. He's almost at 90% from the free throw line. So, he's pretty good there. He'll get you four rebounds a game, which is fine. Get you lead the lead the team in assists. 
lead the team in steals, second in the team in blocks. He doesn't turn it over at a crazy amount. I mean, he's a really good player. Yeah, I mean, I just he don't know what everything he does poorly. together. So, to me, he, he's he's more reliable, really, than anyone else on the team. Yes, and now we need to get into a couple of other things, okay? Um, first of all, positive. I got to give Jalen Brown some credit. I've been critical about these situations in regards to his play, but last night, I thought he had two very big plays down the stretch of a game that, you know, was close against a team that isn't great, but they were right there to win that game last night. He had the with the Celtics down three, just over two minutes to go. He had a nice drive and layup that cut it to one. Big field goal, big part of the game, down three, have to have it, and he came through. And then obviously that last play, driving, penetrating, and then finding Cornette for the lob, great play. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I got to give uh, Jalen Brown some cr- well, uh, credit there, and, and the and the way he started off the game. Sure, but like, I, I he, give he, confidence in him doing stuff like that, though. Okay, fair enough. I, it's the end of the game stuff that I have less confidence in. So I just wanted to point out because I'm critical of it. That went well, and I thought he was under control. I thought he was trustworthy in that moment last night. So I give him credit there. The other thing that I just wanted to bring up. You know, here we go again. And this is also why I'm more optimistic about the Celtics based on who they've added, Drew Holiday and Kristaps Porzingis. But once again, Kitsch, you know, and I understand Jason Tatum had that layup that ended up getting called a goaltend in the Pistons game, and I thought that was the right call, the way they upheld the call. I didn't think you could make the change there based on what we were seeing on the replay. But down the stretch of that game, Jason Tatum, turnover. Bad turnover. Fine, whatever. <clears throat> Then he had that layup that they called a goaltend. But then, once again, a chance to win it. Can't get it to go. Fine. But then, in overtime, not one field goal. It's Chris Stapps Porzingis. It's Derek White taking you home. I don't know if that's a, a red flag or if that's a bad sign or whatever you want to say. But I'm just saying, once again, it's Derek White and Chris Stapps Porzingis taking you home in the biggest moment and I, I know Tatum's come through in the past, but it's those end-of-game scenarios that I'm still not sold on from his perspective and from Jalen Brown's perspective. But with, with Porzingis and White, it could be a new day come May and June. I, I just It was worth pointing out because I was, once again, frustrated that I got no production in the overtime from Tatum. Yeah, and that's totally understandable. Um, they just need to have White have control of the ball more in the fourth quarter and let him make decisions and have Jason Tatum play off ball a little bit more in the fourth quarter. Um, it, that's on Missoula. Missoula needs to figure out exactly what he wants and what wants them to be doing in those late game situations. And I think, you know, as it's played out, particularly over the last couple of nights, it kind of shows you that Derek White should have control. He should be allowed to play point guard in those situations instead of just having Tatum kind of go one-on-one with bailouts. Like, I know he's your best player, but, I but didn't there's mind other the ways. Shot, though. There's No, I know, but there's other ways to play. doesn't need yeah. to just be ball dominant and say, you're the best player, you can figure it out. And, you know, if you get trapped, okay, here's your kick and all, all that kind of stuff. Let the point guard actually control the flow. Right. And get Tatum into the right spot. 
So I I think they just need to kind of figure it out and adjust that as they move forward. You know, you could say all you want. That was a game, the Pistons game I'm referring to, that they would have lost last year. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Um, You know, it it did tell me some things. I'm not going to overreact. Like, I could – I'm not overreacting that they came out flat or that they were down 18. That You could see that coming from a mile away. I give them credit for coming back and winning the game. Um, I just don't think – you know, it was just another thing that it, it said to me the way Tatum finished the game and then the overtime. Some of that is still in there, and they're not completely over that one thing because what's going to happen and what we're going to get to, Kitch, we could talk about this going forward. We've got a lot to get to. I'm just – I feel like Joe Missoula is going to have some managing to do because you know how those roles are going to fall into place come playoff time, and it's who's going to be out there, who's going to have the ball in those in those moments. But you got to, you know, White, Porzingis, they need to be involved in those late-game moments. And I think Tatum and Brown are unselfish, unselfish enough to get those guys involved. But I don't want a situation where he's forcing the ball to Tatum or Brown in spots they don't thrive in when Aaron White might be better. You have the talent out there where you don't have to do that. You have a bunch of guys that can finish a game for you. Um, so, and, and one who should be more ball dominant in that situation in Derek White. You know Przingis can. Przingis is a fantastic player. So y- you have more options. Missoula needs to kind of figure that out over the next couple of months with this team and start to figure out how the – not just the late game rotations are going to work, but who's going to be kind of running the offense, who's going to be leading the offense. And he's actually got to take more timeouts in those situations and actually set things up instead of just doing the, let them play, let them figure this part out. All right. More Celtics. Um, when we get back, I want to talk about the Patriots catch and specifically have they played themselves out of a top quarterback prospect? And what does that mean? If so, and what happens this weekend and beyond with Bill Belichick and this team? 401-777-1037 is the phone number. Let's get a trending now with Devo. This is the Mark and Kitchen Show, 1037 W. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 